Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We, uh, we've got an awesome show lined up for you. So, I mean, many, uh, many times we've had people on the show talking about paid traffic strategies. Dean and I, uh, have talked about that. We've used those things in our business, but there's, there's a whole world that we've, we've gotten some people on to talk with us about before about SEO and organic and how to really get traffic from, you know, sources where the people already are. And, uh, we're fortunate enough to have a good friend. And uh, an absolute expert in this space, probably one of the best in the world. Um, so I'm going to intro him in just a minute. I'm talking, a, a, you know, for a few more minutes than usual here because he took a while, uh, you know, dismounting his horse, saddle, you know, getting him ready in the stable, whatever he does, even though we never see him on the screen. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, the one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> hey how are we going my friends nice to you to join us well look at this how like i've even changed the camera angle today just for the appreciation of the beard is i mean that what, like, it is? what else would you want to come here for well you know i wouldn't expect anything less magnificent from somebody who rides a noble steed <laughs> in to record their podcast i mean this is pretty amazing stuff well this is what it is i'm having to clear out space in the office for the steed all right. Of course. It's, like, it's getting cold outside, you know, and what with, you know, local COVID restrictions, I've got to kind of start yeah. bringing things back in again. Yeah, that's right. No, that's <laughs> amazing. Well, the plumage is looking rather fine, my friend. Right. Is it the plumage or is it the new angle? One will never know. One will never I don't know. know. Any, anything's better than what I was looking at before. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, uh, so we've got a good friend, um, who's, uh, who's lined up and ready to drop some knowledge on us and uh, yeah. have a great conversation as well. Um, you know, like I said in the intro, I think that at least for me, having gone all in so much on paid media, yes, it's right. been it's been very easy for me to I don't want to say dismiss, but probably neglect is a is a better word. The massive amount of value that can be gathered through organic traffic, right? And, um, and, and Robert, our guest today is just an absolute master. You know, he's, um, you know, helped, I don't know. I think probably almost every top entrepreneur I know who, when they need organic traffic advice, they go to Robert. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Robert cannot welcome. Good to have you here, man. brother. Dude, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No, we we uh, this is long overdue. We've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I'm glad we finally made it work. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen you too. I mean, like I know. in real life. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah. Well, it's not like anything has happened in the world over the last year or so. Yeah. At the end of the show, you're still glad that you came. Right. Yeah, that's that's the real test. We've got a post-show <laughs> quiz that you get to take. Normally, people, there's a big difference, right? You took the pre-show quiz, a scale of 1 to 10. You were a 9, which is very generous being here. 
happy to be here. Most people are eight or nine when they come on the show. I would say, what do you think, Dean? We're averaging like 1.6 after they're done with the show. Like, yeah, where do we land at? 1.5, somewhere in that region. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> you'll I be get, the I get there. I'll let you know before the end. <laughs> <laughs> Good, please do. Yeah. Make it, uh, make it known to everybody what your, uh, what your rating is. So, um, no, seriously, man, we're, uh, we're thrilled to have you here. And I think that, you know, like I said, there's, um, there's so many different ways we could go with this conversation, but to have you here and not talk about ranking and SEO and organic traffic seems like, uh, a, a super big missed opportunity. I know there's lots of other things that, that you do, you're involved in, you're multifaceted entrepreneur, but, um, but is it, is it fair to say that SEO and really understanding how to use that stuff is what, you know, sort of catapulted you into, you know, different networks and circles and helping people and helping yourself with different products and stuff. Yeah, def definitely. I, I could tell you the kind of the backstory if you want to hear it on how I, I, do. How I got involved. Yeah. And actually, you know, talking about paid traffic, I was all about paid traffic, like, like big time, probably about a decade ago. And I was so into it and I invested so much into a single paid traffic source. And I was so heavily into it, but the business was going so well. And literally when I found this one paid traffic source, because this was where all my customers were congregating, literally like this was the gold mine. And we were doing like extremely high end, like vacation rentals. And so this one paid traffic source was like crushing it for us. And as the business grew, I kind of started to neglect it a little bit. I started partying. I started stopped paying <laughs> attention. I kind of went off on the deep end a little bit because we were making millions of dollars and it was just like ridiculous. The amount of money that was being made. How many horses did you buy with those millions? Of dollars? <laughs> <laughs> He's like chariots. <laughs> yeah, he's got like, like a chariot. It was it was legit crazy because we were doing rentals that were from thirty thousand to a hundred thousand a night dollars, right? Dang. Not pesos. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so right. it was legit. It was legit a great business. So we stopped paying attention, and literally the business went off on the deep end. And so once it started to careen off the cliff, these people started to complain. And when they started to complain, my single amazing, awesome paid traffic source got shut down. And so I was left in a situation where like I had to pay my employees. I was paying a large sales commission as well. And literally we're in a position where like I was screwed. And so I had no idea. Can I say screwed? <laughs> you can say you can say whatever you want. This is just the tips. Saying screwed gets us put back into a PG category. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. It's no, good for us to do that thing. Very family-oriented way of saying something that somebody might say differently. So carry on. <laughs> so I still remember. I still remember standing there when I got that phone call, and the lady called me and basically pulled the plug on all the ads that I had paid tens of thousands of dollars for. I remember looking out the window, staring out at the city, and wondering, like what the heck am I going to do? Like, I'm, I'm so screwed. And no matter how much I scrambled, no matter how much I tried to save it, I was off the deep end. Like I could not, I could not save the ship from going down. And man, that one situation was so heart wrenching. Cause I worked so hard to build that business. Like yeah. I poured my heart and my soul into it. And just like to lose it like that was just crazy. 
And of course I was so deep into the partying, but still like everything blew up at the same time. And so as everything blows up at the same time and everything comes crashing down around me, I'm like, how am I going to get more customers? Like, 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 what do I do? So I wasn't like deep into PPC, but deep into the paid ads. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so because all my customers were there, that's all I did. I just went deep on it. And obviously we know what Russell says. Right. But I didn't know Russell at the time. (laughs) Right. Um, So I didn't know, like I should diversify. Right. And so, it's hard like if in that moment for most people you're just like oh man i nailed it right and and you're just like okay let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going and uh and and i think i don't remember who else says it but it's like having you know like a one-legged stool right eventually it's going to topple over even though you know it's going going great right now so it's uh you know i think honestly i think it's a a, an all too familiar story yep. that everybody learns at some point. And hopefully if you guys are listening right now and you got a traffic source that's working for you, like freaking awesome, go get another one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like don't let, don't be uh solely relying on one. So, all right. Yeah. Keep, keep going, man. Yeah. So that's, that is true. Like that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, okay, so, you know, if I've got 10 properties making X dollars, uh, you know, if I go to hundred properties or a thousand properties, I was just like, I just need to add more properties. So literally just hired a bunch of people for acquisition of properties and then salespeople and just plug them all into the system that I already built and voila, but somebody pulled the plug on me. So basically I'm like, what do I do? Like, how do I get the customers? And it was kind of like a double-edged sword. Like I, I couldn't really... <laughs> It was a great learning experience, but I couldn't save the business. It was like too little, too late because I was like, I need to find these customers. And I was so hard headed and I was like, I just refused to ask anybody for help. Like I was so embarrassed and like basically ashamed of the whole thing. And so I I promised myself, I was like, I am never going to rely on having to pay a dollar to make $2 or $3, whatever. I need to figure this out. Like Mm -hmm. my life, like literally depends on it. And I've literally never been through something so bad, but I committed to learning. And that's, that is when I was like, I need to learn this SEO stuff. And that was exactly when I started to dive deep. So that was about a decade or so ago. Wow. You know, I don't think I knew that story. I just like, when I met you, you, like you came, you came already packaged up as the SEO guy. Yeah. And I just, I, I guess I wrongly assumed like you had just, you know, planted your roots and that's how you got started. I didn't know there was that sort of like do or die moment where paid, paid media sort of just like slapped you in the face like that. Yep. It was such a, it was like such a terrible experience, but definitely eye opening. And, you know, going, I've always been, I think I told you, like I've been an engineer, like a software engineer. Yes. Um, So I've already kind of understand computers and algorithms and stuff like that. But man, like, Google SEO really kicks your butt because you don't know what's going on. Like you could be doing something and you'll go up and then you'll fall down and you go up. Yeah. And so really kind of digging deep into the fundamentals was I was like, man, I got to figure this out. Like what, like what really makes this thing tick? And of course, you know, you go out there and you read, I read everything I could and watched every video I could, but everybody had a different take on it. It's like, what the heck like actually really works. So that was really when I, just went so deep into it, man. 
Yeah. And, uh, well, this really you know, it's, it, it's so interesting because I I'm sure there are people who are listening or will be listening on replay or whatever who are like, you know what, that whole story you just told about paid traffic, like I got slapped from Google like with organic traffic. Like, why is this like? Why is this any different, right? And I think even when uh, even when I met you, you know, I don't know what was it like three years ago or four years ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the que- one of the first questions I had for you, like I, I don't even remember if you re- remember this. I was just like, all right, dude, is this black hat, gray hat, or white hat? Like, what are you doing here? Is this like, <laughs> is this <laughs> is this sustainable? Because I with or this organic stuff, I feel like there's so many people out there who are like, okay, like you know, here's how you can trick Google and here's how you can, you know, trick the algorithms and just like, you know, dump all these links onto your page. And then, you know, it's like unusable as a user. And, and the thing that I loved about the approach that you took and take is it's like, it's based on like these principles that are unchanging by really understanding how Google wants you to do things and how it works and all this other stuff. And that's when I was like, all right, this dude's legit because I I love that approach. Yeah. So funny thing is, I that was also a very tough learning lesson because when I started to learn about SEO, I was like, "Mom, I gotta help you." My mom's in the jewelry business. I mean, she designs beautiful jewelry. It's like I gotta help you. Like, let me like help you with your with your with your domain. Let me get you ranking and stuff. And she always struggled with it. And I literally destroyed my mom's domain because I blasted <laughs> so many links at it. I blasted like a way. And I bought like hundreds of thousands of links. I was like, I'm going to just keep buying links and buying links because that's what I originally read. Right. Yeah. And, and I basically destroyed the domain. Obviously we got her a different domain. Like she's like, thanks. Know, thanks for the help, buddy. It was so embarrassing because <laughs> I, I learned the hard way. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, these, co- and then I started, to, I was like, okay, like you, maybe if I buy links, but change the text and instead of just having a certain text one time, I rotate text and make some general links and some kind of, organic looking links, but you know, that's not the approach. So, so obviously that was a huge learning lesson also, but I mean, there's so much stuff that like, when you dive into it, dive deep into it, like you understand, and I don't want to like geek out, but I will, I will explain all the fundamentals. So it kind of makes sense. But the cool thing about this is like, for example, some of the stuff in SEO works really, really well for funnels too. Like if you, a big problem with a lot of sales funnels is the bounce rate because yeah. of site speed. And so there are definitely tweaks and stuff that can be made to paid funnels, like to paid any type of paid landing page room to, to speed it up so that they don't bounce. And so in SEO, one of the things is site speed and usability and stuff like that. But, but this, like all this stuff, this is not just like, let's just geek out on like organic stuff. Like this makes a massive difference on any paid paid funnel, like paid traffic, anything like that, like all these fundamentals work across the board. And so when you and I actually met, like I had learned all these things the hard way. And I was like, I'm, I'm going like fully white hat. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna do this the right way. And so that's, well, that's cause it doesn't it, like, it, it doesn't really make sense to do it any other way because eventually it's going to catch up to you. And they, you know, there's some really smart guys at Google and girls. Right. And they're all like, okay, you know, they're all figuring out how people are gaming the system and, and the platform's gotten smarter and smarter. And so if you're not going white hat, you're, you might get like, you know, some short term bursts of benefit, but then you're going to be back to square one. And like, that's not a sustainable way to build a business or 
anything like that. Dean, what do you, uh, what, what's on your British mind right well, now? Well, I would say, because um, I, you know, I've never really massively focused on SEO myself either, but just just by nature of being in the industry for a long time, you know, you, you of course dabble in different things and hear of what different people are doing. And, you know, SEO and trying to rank in search engines and things was one of my very first attempts, you know, when I was just failing miserably and getting in so much debt all those years ago. And my perception on, you know, I've never, even even since, I still never have focused on SEO, but um, my perception would be from, from years and years ago is that I'm sure still today, as I'm sure you could tell us, Robert, like, I'm sure there's still ways to game the system today in some way. But I would say that, like, if I think back 10, 10 plus years, that it was very gameable. It was like the wild west of search engines, you know, that... Google has survived today because they found the best way of delivering the most relevant results to the person searching. But there was a period in time, wasn't there, where you could literally throw up blogs and stuff the article with keywords so it's not even readable and you would be first first page rankings right at the top, right? And I think like, to me, look, looking back on all, all those experiences and things that I saw is that, like, it's funny that people try and game something like this when, in my opinion, this isn't something that you should be thinking short term around. You shouldn't be trying to game a system that can have, you know, years and years of benefit to you when done correctly. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. So I want to know, I want to know this like wizardry that you're talking about, how to use some of these techniques and use them for like, you know, regular funnels that we're sending paid traffic to and stuff like that. For evil, use them for evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop some gold, dude. What do you got? What do you so, got for us? So basically, if you kind of take a step back from SEO, at the end of the day, Google, what Google wants to show is the most relevant search result, right? Hmm. So, what is the most relevant search result to the user? Obviously, you rely on that because, like, you search. We're so good at searching. Yeah. Like, man, like I, I can find whatever I want, like super, super quick. But the problem's on the other end, right? Like, how do you make yourself discoverable? And this whole, like, relevancy thing, man, it's it's so murky to some people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's really not. And so there's, there's, like, actually three fundamental pieces to this whole thing and then stuff that slots into it. I'm not going to geek out on, like, super geeky terminology, but I'll, I will kind of outline the framework of how it works. Yeah, awesome. The first and, for, the first and foremost is, like, the most important thing is age, right? So a lot of people, they launch a new website and like, dang, like, why am I not ranking? Like, it doesn't matter like what I've been doing. Like, it's been a year. Like, I can't, like, I don't appear anywhere. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, this stuff does not work. SEO is total bull crap. Like, there's like, there's no way this works. Like, forget it. Total waste of time. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> works. Nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, so the whole like age thing is kind of like, Imagine this, like you walk into a bank and you sit down with the banker and you're like, yo, I've got this amazing new business. I'm making these ABC widgets. Like I need a million bucks. Guy's like, okay, cool. Like you need a million bucks. Like what do your financials look like? Like how many, you know, how much did you make last year? How much did you make the year before? You're like, dude, it's brand new. Like, like it's a new business. Like I need money. Mm -hmm. What does a banker tell you when you're a brand new business? Like, Either you need to have some sort of collateral or like you need some financials. Yeah. Uh, In the real world, obviously you can have, you know, you can have a guarantor or whatever, but like in the actual digital world, it doesn't work that way. It's like Google is looking at your past, right? So like when you don't have two years of 
like indexable experience on Google, it filters you and it puts you into like a sandbox. Like pretend like you like, you know, some kid was bad and you put him into the corner of the room. They got to stay there and everything that they do, no matter how great the links are or like how great the content is or anything like that, it's all filtered through this filter sandboxed. So you're basically sandboxed for two years. And so I always ask people like, okay, cool. Like you want to get this thing out there, but like how long ago did you launch? Right. This is like a huge factor that people don't understand. They're like, that really, really is frustrating in the first couple of years. And so one way that I learned to get around this is by buying an aged website, not buying an aged domain. I used to think, okay, I'm going to buy a domain that has some history but that doesn't work because when you buy the domain it transfers, all the, all the content's gone, all the links are right. So one way to get around it is spend a little bit of money, a few thousand, few thousand dollars on buying something intact. Hmm. I have to do all the due diligence and stuff like that, but it's so much easier than going with a blank slate. Like, oh, that's really interesting. So like, okay, so, so if I, so let's just say, you know, Dean, Dean's got a website. He sells, uh, you know, burlesque dancing equipment because that's one of his hobbies, right? Yeah, that's um, true. and it's also an inside joke on the show. But um, so he's got he's got this site, deansburlesque.com. Okay, and I want I want to I got <laughs> a really bad image. <laughs> no, it's horrible. I want to scratch out my own eyes. I don't even know why we keep the joke going. Um, and uh, and then I want I want to launch a new site. Does does the thing that I'm buying have to be similar to what I'm launching, or like is it so you know would that only work if I was going to have a, a burlesque website too, or or would it like how do, how does that work and yeah. like, what do you do in, with that? You want to be in the same niche, so, so okay. Like don't don't buy like an aged healthcare website and expect to sell you know stuff for burlesque. Like where <laughs> right. Okay, there you go, Dean. To make a note of that. It's a lingerie on a healthcare website, the kind right. of thing. So um, same, so same niche though. Yeah, you want to be in the same theme, like the same theme. Okay, and, and is uh, that because like the the domain name itself is kind of tied to that niche, or how does that yeah. work? It's because it's built authority in that niche already. I see. So once you build authority in the niche, then it creates more authority. And if you try to go off like on my blog, Wanderlust Worker, it's like mostly about like habits and stuff like that, uh, goal setting and discipline. Right. But if I try to go off and like write about something like random, uh, it doesn't work, right? It doesn't rank as well. But anything that I do in that niche ranks really, really well. So mm-hmm. you want to like, you want to stay on the that same niche. And there's plenty of websites. I'm not going to promote any of them, but there's plenty of websites that you can buy existing businesses and the cool thing is like a lot of them already have an income so you're you're not just buying a great domain with with content intact but you're also buying an established business yeah and so that's one really awesome strategy to like go fast you know just nice. buy your basically buy your way in yeah but uh so that that's the first one so like age is like super super important well, and can I'll i just to- can i just yeah. interject one thing here because so, i'm sure there's going to be people who are listening who are like well i don't like I don't know how to buy a business or I don't know how to buy a website or whatever. And you're saying for some, for some websites, you know, you might be able to get them for a few thousand bucks or something like that. And think about all of the time and energy 
and expense that you'd spend trying to get to a higher level, it's going to cost way more than a few thousand dollars to do that. Like no question. And so this, um, I don't want to like, uh, I don't want you guys to like think that, oh, that sounds hard. Let me keep grinding away at something that takes longer and is more expensive. Like it's a legitimate, legitimate thing that will shortcut the process. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. Big time. So, you know, you can easily go on there, go out there and search for websites that have businesses for sale like this. And that's, that's the exact strategy basically that you use. And so the second thing is authority, right? Like we just talked about, like if you build up authority, but a lot of people don't build the authority. It's kind of like, like, like if you walked into a random room where everybody knew each other for the past, like 10, 15 years, say a mastermind or whatever, and you're like the stranger and you don't know anybody. And you know, you're not going to like become buddy, buddy with somebody right away, unless somebody you really trust introduces mm -hmm. you. Right. right. So like you trust Russell Brunson, you know, you and I were introduced to Russell Brunson. So it, this creates a, it's called a trust bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know somebody through somebody else. And basically Google, like, it's like, think about the real world. All that stuff is shrunk down into the internet. Right. And so that's how like, you know, the link building works, right? If somebody Google really, really trusts links to you, then it's mm -hmm. creates this chain of trust. Yeah. And so when I started to write on like Forbes and entrepreneur and stuff like that, I was literally link bombing wanderless worker because I wanted to build a link profile. Mm -hmm. And that works really well because Google trusts those sites implicitly. So when you get a big media site to organically talk about another website, it's massive. Right. And so a lot of people don't understand this. So like, they have no outreach program. They have no, no method to like go out there and actually do this. And right. don't, you don't have to just be on, be writing on big media to do this. You can literally hire outreach for outreach websites that will do this, but you have to do it very, very carefully because Google hates paid, any kind of paid thing, right? Paid sponsored links or anything like that. Right. Or exchanging links and all this other stuff that people try to do does not work. Like I got people that always send me messages and want to buy links on my site and stuff like it doesn't work. Cause like if I sell a link on my site, then it basically hurts me as well. Mm, so right. it doesn't work. You can't buy links. You can't, you have to try to do it as organically as possible. That doesn't mean like it should take you 10 years to do, Yeah. but there, there are ways to do it, but you just have to be very, very good at outreach. And so one, one awesome way is the dream 100, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, you know, kind of reaching out to people who already have platforms and getting links and giving them a little bit of value and stuff like that. But like Dude, you guys, your, your, um, your analogies are yeah. on point today. Thanks. <laughs> like so good. Like this analogy about like going to the bank and asking for a loan, Thanks. you know, like the aging, the introduction at the party, like that's so good. Cause I'm also thinking about, okay, if you go into the party and then the guy there is like, Oh, Hey, here's my friend, but you're not really friends. And he ruins his credibility with everybody else. Yeah. Right. And so like, it's, it's sure. like, these are, Solid analogies. I like that. Yeah. And so like, you know, anybody that you, that you know really well, that knows somebody else who is basically yeah. vouching for you is not going to vouch for you if they don't also trust you. Right. So kind of that's where right. the whole bridge of trust comes in, like yeah. massively important when it comes to SEO. And, uh, and obviously there's a bunch of technical factors and stuff, but the third big component is content. And so this is like one of the big mistakes I made very, very early on was to to start creating thin content. So a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to rank on SEO. Like I'm going to create some 
content and this will rank. Like I'm gonna blast it with links, some content, boom, it's done. But it doesn't work. So anything under 2000 words generally won't get you to the first page of Google. There's literally studies done of 5 million plus first page result listings where the average was 1800 to 2200 words and the first 10. So like page one is 10 spots. And so you want to be in that, like, you want to be in that range. So it started to, every piece of content that I started to create, I started to do it in that 2000 word range. Mm -hmm. And this is massive because like, you can't really deliver value. Like Google wants to show the most relevant result. And then also make sure that with relevancy, like it's adding value, right? Like you want to create something valuable. You can't really do that in like 500 words or even a thousand words. Like, how am I going to talk about a topic and really deliver like massive value to you when I go super thin on it. Yeah. So I, I, I learned this really early on and that's why I always created long form content, but mm -hmm. the beauty of long form content, man, it lives for a very, very long time. Once it kind of gets up there, it's very sticky and it lives for a very long time. And so that is kind of the, the third major component. So focusing on that, but also like a lot of technicalities on it that I don't want to, unless you want me to geek out, geek out about it with you. I'm Maybe in part two, we'll have a, we'll have a deep dive <laughs> or something like that. Those are the three major, major components of it. Um, and obviously the technicalities are like, like, does it load quickly? Right. Like yeah. ever go to a website and you're like, dang, like it's not loading. Like, oh, screw this. I'm going to go, go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Know that, right. So like the bounce thing, the bounce thing is huge for, for paid traffic as well, because when you start to take a look carefully at the paid ads that you're running in the traffic and you start to see a big bounce rate, which happens a lot on paid ads. And if you notice some like eight and nine figure entrepreneurs, they start to do very, very condensed pages where it's just literally like a little sign up form. Like Kevin David has been doing this a lot lately. He moved mm -hmm. away from uh, like a lot of the video and imagery and just go into a little box with like, you know, get my case study or whatever. The only, the reason why they're doing that is just because of the bounce rate and the bounce rate is obviously for paid ads, it's big, but also mm -hmm. for Google, it's big as well. Obviously for Google, you're going to need to like lace in some content with it, but, but getting the site to load quickly and usable, you know, it wants that and mobile usability is big too. So. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I, I want to like, um, like, let's talk through like a, a practical question. Um, a non, a non burlesque question. I know that, you know, you know, burning on Dean's heart right now, but we're just it's a, the topic of this show. Really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so Dean's Dean's got a ecom company. I have one of my companies an ecom company, and so you're saying okay, you know, eighteen hundred, twenty two hundred words or whatever on a landing page like that for me. When I think about that immediately, I'm like, oh. Like that would be some sort of value add blog post or article or something like that. Um, are you suggesting that for e-com stuff, like you would have those types of blog articles on the site somewhere to like help with that ranking or you, Definitely. how would you use that for something like that? So uh, like to quicken the pace of the organic thing, I would build the actual great content and I would drive paid traffic to it as well. And yeah. so as long as it creates a massive amount of value, because naturally like it's going to, it's going to gain links, but it's very, very slow organically, unless you have a lot of authority and you start posting about stuff that, you know, you've already been posting about, but, um, on the actual e-commerce side, like I would make, man, I would make 10 to 20 really, really massive value posts like MVPs. Yeah. And, and actually the MVPs are, 
are much more than 2,200 words. I would go to like the 5,000 word type of range, but like, don't just like throw blobs on there, but like make it so that it also converts as well. So it it all goes into your landing page, you know, make them add art and stuff like that. And so I would just basically take that, that single approach. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause I'm like thinking about what you guys have going on, Dean, right. With the, the cosmetic brand. Yeah. There's so, so many like trainings that Robin has done. Right. It's like, oh man, how many of those could you turn into like, you know, these 5,000 word blog posts or whatever that get people to take that first action and help you guys yeah. rank higher for, you know, whatever the keywords that you guys are trying to compete for are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just just like even having this conversation, because uh, admittedly, you know, we I've just focused on direct response, paid ads. But, you know, I, I'll definitely say looking back now, one of the things that I look at is like, oh, I wish I'd have, you know, I wish I'd have done this stuff 10 years ago and carried on. You know, because at the time you think like, oh, how do I get the, the quickest result now? You know, you're not thinking of five years down the line, 10 years down the line, but 10 years down the line, you look back and wish you did. You know, so I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it, the whole thing is just like a fascinating subject. Like even now, like you're talking about with the, uh, the e-commerce side, like we do blog posts every week, but they're just a video with no text. You know, it's right. like we're just not thinking in the way that this conversation is talking about. It's definitely opening my mind to like, oh, we need to, we need to think more about what we're doing. So I think a lot of it is, it's just about working a bit smarter. We're already doing some of these things. We're just not doing it in the context of this conversation and this this goal. That's why you tune into Just the Tips, Dean, because you learn stuff. That is exactly why right? you tune Just the Tips. Yeah, like yeah, I would I would take that video content and repurpose it, right? So have it transcribed, and then right. have somebody who's good at SEO to to basically lay it out in a way that it's it makes sense, right? It's kind of it's targeting your keyword, but not. Not keyword. It's not bomb. keyword stuffing, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, something, yeah. There's something called LSI, which is based, basically Google hates if you try to rank for something. Shockingly, <laughs> if you try really, really hard to rank for something, it doesn't let you rank for it because naturally, like one of the first things I started to do was like, all right, I got to have this keyword appear like a hundred times for every thousand words or whatever it was, right? You have to meet a certain keyword density. I thought that was it was it was all about that. But it's not right. Google understands something called LSI, which is latent semantic indexing. It's just a fancy way of saying like it knows how to compare different words to know that, okay, you are talking about this, right? Mm. Again, Mm. relevancy. So then I was like, okay, like I got to make it sound really, really natural, but still make Google know that I'm going for this keyword. Right. So writing for search engine. Google wants you to write for humans, but you kind of still have to think about the search engine. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah that's, that's I interesting. What, I mean, like sort of, you know, the more you talk about this and it's just resonating with, with the way in which I think about like paid ads, you know, we've obviously got a lot of clients and things that are advertising on things like Facebook, YouTube. And, you know, I always, you know, people always talk about, Oh, I've had my ad account shut down or this ads won't get through. And I don't know why. And I always, you know, I always have this analogy of understanding the park that you're playing in understand the rules and specifically with like the likes of you know facebook you know it's to me they're you know they're not uh, customer friendly they're user friendly you know we as an advertiser we're the customer but they need to protect the user in order to have advertisers anywhere i guess i guess uh, the same is it the same with like google and seo and organic organic reach in this sense because i would imagine if we were to go back 10 years when 
the results were just crazy and it was like people perhaps couldn't find the accurate results, then people are going to not use Google, right? And I guess that's what's happened with a lot of search engines. Yeah, I mean, Google used to do what basically Facebook is doing now. It, it brought down the hammer many, many times with like, you know, Google Panda and Penguin and yep. all these animal names. Right. And basically, everybody was gaming the system. It was so easy to game the system, yeah. right? Like you could literally <laughs> rank something like in the matter of days, which was insane, right? And so it realized what people were doing. And so it started putting in all these rules. And it's literally changed the entire playing field. And, you know, Russell talks about this a lot when he got like slapped and Google mm -hmm. changed its rules and his ad cost went all this sort of stuff. But understanding kind of those rules now, it's like, yeah, it's like what Facebook is doing. It, it's literally like banning ad accounts. I've had so many ad accounts banned. So it's just ridiculous. But you know, going through that process is kind of like going through what Google, Google did years back. It's right. not doing it so much anymore. It still updates its algorithms like every year, but they're not as major as they used to be where it like changed everything. Right. But understanding that is is huge. But yeah, Google does it. Google did it a lot, but now yeah, Facebook does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So um <clears throat> so I mean those are three like really healthy mm. things that anybody can start doing. I I love that idea about buying an existing website or something. Yeah. That's that's pretty slick, man. I didn't see I didn't see that coming this morning. Yeah, that, that was good. I, yeah, I, I never thought of that. I would. I know. That. Just like damn, damn that Robert. <laughs> He's good. Um, so uh, so I want to shift gears for a second though, because um, not only you know, not only are you you know really you know uh, well versed in all this SEO stuff and understanding this, but but dude, you're you're an entrepreneur like the rest of us, right? And so you've had you know, peaks and valleys and things that have worked and things that haven't worked. And I'm just curious, you know, cause you're somebody who I know has been in the trenches doing things, not just like an armchair quarterback. What are, you know, what are some of the, some of like the business lessons that you feel like you've learned, you know, I don't know, over, you know, over the last several years or does time frame doesn't matter. Just like some of the ones that like really stick for you in the top of your mind that like help guide you with decisions that you're making going forward. I would say definitely don't go all in into one thing and diversify what you're doing was one huge lesson that I learned early on. Yeah. But, you know, as a software engineer in kind of like the real estate space, I wanted to build something that was like, like amazing and epic. And so I am an actual engineer and I do actually do geeky programming stuff. And so I <laughs> wanted to build, I wanted to build a platform that, kind of based on the blockchain with real estate where you can like buy and sell real estate instantaneously or do like, you know, fractional purchases with other people using crypto. Mm. And so went really, really deep into trying to program all this blockchain stuff. But I would say like one huge thing is be very, very kind of careful who you partner with because you partner with the wrong person, it could literally destroy you. And so I have had so many bad partnership experiences, not to say like you can't partner with anyone, Yeah. but I know that partnerships do work for some people, but man, it's, it is very, very hard. Dude, that's so crazy. We literally just talked about this. What, two, two or three weeks ago we did a, what was it like a year end yeah. lesson learned or whatever. And, um, we had this exact same conversation. It doesn't, uh, and I heard, uh, I heard a great quote once says, 
you can't do a good deal with bad people. Right. And it's not that people are like bad, like not like, you know, evil people. It's just right. that people some people some, are just crap. Some people are crap. <laughs> but um, but but I think it's it's the idea that no matter how great the idea, the business model, like all those things, <clears throat> it it's still like a significant percentage of it comes down to like who's involved and do they do they have good judgment? and experience yeah. and like all those things. So it's, it's really interesting that you're bringing that up because that was something that we just talked about very recently. And it's absolutely in the top three to five of my business lessons of all time. Yep. Be careful who you work with. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And ego is a huge thing, man. So I think egos get in the way of a lot of stuff. So, you know, whether it's your own ego or whether it's, you know, the person who you're working with's ego yeah. And things can very, very quickly spiral out of control. So you got to be really careful who yeah. you work with. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> so Yeah, that's right. That's a huge lesson for me. So yeah, not to say that I will never work with anyone again, but yeah, just kind of taking care of your own stuff is is so much easier than having to worry about different personalities of other people. No it doesn't doubt. matter how successful they might seem to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Like my my list of criteria for evaluating people to work with has gotten more and more refined yeah. over time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you don't know until you do it. Right. So that in and of itself, partnering with people is a, is a huge lesson. It is. It is. And I think, you know, we've talked about this as a thing before too. So I'm curious what you've got on this, but you know, um, you know, having a sort of like an objective person, who's an advisor or, you know, a mentor or something who's like been down the road, you know, who might be, you know, 10, 20 years ahead of you, or just had, you know, lots of things to be able to say, Hey, here's the thing that I'm thinking about doing and people I'm thinking about working with, you know, what do you, like, what do you think? Yeah. Right. Because you don't have to learn all of this by mistakes. It's no, you don't definitely, you know, but, 100%. but a lot of us do. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's a really important one. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, everything always seems fun and exciting at the beginning. Yep. And then the shit hits the fan and it's like, oh man, this went from like fun and exciting to my worst nightmare almost <laughs> immediately. I think also when you, when the number of partners is greater than two, anything can happen because mm. you can have a very, very successful partner and another one that's also kind of pretty successful, you think, and shit can still hit the fan. And you just don't know like what will happen. And so, especially when you have another partner that's extremely successful and you know, when they're that successful, they're not going to pay that much attention to the day to day. So again, you have to just be careful who you partner with and just, just watch out. So, yeah. 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 It's funny. Like I think uh, a lot of people seem to go into partnerships easier than they would any other relationship. You know, if you're going to hire somebody to work for you, you'd usually maybe go and check for some references. Like, let me, you know, if I'm going to hire this person, let me go and see what they were like in their last job and let me ask around. But funny enough, people are going to get into bed and go into whole business ventures just on, oh, hey, man, I got a great idea. Do you want to go together on it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like some of the questions that like, I ask now is like, does this, is this guy's ego so big he has to ride a horse into his podcast? You know? <laughs> 
it's just like those are the things you don't know to ask until it happens. It's funny though. That's one of the criteria you look for. You're it like, is. I want this. It is. That's why we're still doing this again. And I can't find anybody else who rides a horse into their podcast. So that rules everybody else out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I could um, put me in this role. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what else anything else come to mind in terms of like uh you know just lessons learned from you know from victories and and i mean there's you know lessons learned from battle scars but there's also lessons learned from victories uh as well i think you know the biggest thing is go out there and kind of give value because the whole like reciproc power of reciprocation is massive I think for one thing for me that like I will always hold with me is to go out there and give as much value as possible. Because when I started, when I basically started writing for big media and I got into another partnership that kind of collapsed where I was thinking like, I'm going to go do this whole like vacation thing again. And basically had the business taken from me was I just went out there and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go start giving value to every single person I know. That's kind of like when I, when I uh, met Russell and all these other kind of great people like Roland Frazier, um, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher, I basically just started writing articles about them, not really like thinking that I would, that anything would kind of come in return. I think the the biggest, the biggest thing that, the biggest problem that like most people have is that they are scarcity minded. And when you are kind of scarcity minded, you don't want to go out there and think to help other people. Like, like if I were starting any kind of business, I would literally just go, and go do those services for free for really, really well-known people so that, you know, eventually that would kind of come back and trickle down. And it does in a big way. It's so much easier than like go get a you know, nine to five or like work for menial pay for somebody else. So by giving massive value to people, like ultimately it comes back, right? The power of reciprocity is huge. And I don't think I need to kind of tell you guys that, but, uh, but that's, I would definitely recommend that. So like, if you are, if you're out there and you're just starting out as like an entrepreneur, you just want to kind of build a business, uh, a side hustle or whatever, like go reach out to like really, really well-known popular people or even big businesses and just go hustle and do the work for free. And yeah. it's so counterintuitive because you're like, why would I go and do stuff for free? But something crazy happens when you help people, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you're not really, and you go out there without the expectation of anything in return. And you can't say to yourself, oh man, like, like I helped this person and like, I got nothing out of it. Like if you have that mindset for even a moment, then it doesn't work. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, not to get off this lesson, but I just, uh, I just noticed we had a, a really good question in the comments here, going back to some of the SEO stuff. Um, two questions. Actually. Two questions. All right. Well, I, yeah, I guess there are two questions here. So Roger has a question. He says, there's people um, listening to this right now. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. About a million people right now in Ken's house. Yeah, no, they're uh, people listen for sure. So, um, and it's not just Dean's mom anymore. It was Dean's mom <laughs> up until just last week? So, like, we got a second listener today. Um, no, we lost the mom, so we've only we're back down to one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she stopped listening. Um, so he said, if I get an old site, do I need to just mask the domain, or must I keep the original domain? No, you have to keep the domain. Right. You okay, can't. Good. You can't like try to mask it or redirect it or anything. It doesn't work. So basically, the that specific domain and the pages and the content 
which already have links and authority out there, yeah. you cannot you cannot match those because Google has a historical indexing of all of it, right? That's part of the aging that they like. Yeah, so you can't really circumvent that as much as you want to try to circumvent it. Like, go get the domain with the content that's already established and you know already kind of ranking in that niche for stuff. Doesn't have to rank number one. You know, you use that as like your starting point. You can't try to change the domain or any of that other stuff. Yeah, that's that's literally the strategy that works. Like Got that'll it. take that'll literally shave years off of of your schedule. And uh, depending on the, the domain that you get, I mean, gosh, it could, it could totally catapult you forward. Yeah. And just for anyone listening, uh, I think, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this team, but is deansburlesque.com for sale right now? No, like it, no, no. it's not. No, All right. Not. I misspoke. I apologize to everybody. There's, um, a tool, there's a tool called, sorry to interrupt, but there's a tool called the Wayback Machine. Yeah. And the Wayback Machine is, you can literally go and see the history of, of any domain and you can see like these little bar graphs, like, did it grow? Like if you type in Amazon, you'll see it's like, like it was like that. Right. But these bar graphs are really important because sometimes like if you type in a domain in the Wayback Machine, you'll see where it like went up and then it went down, went up and went down. But like if you ever see it went down and then went all the way, it went up and then went all the way down, that could be a Google penalty. So it's kind of, you have to be really careful. Oh, Again, there's all these geeky technicalities that you have to yeah. look out for. You will never know if you're buying a domain that was once penalized. So you have to do the right amount of research. It's not like, oh, let me go out there and buy a domain. Uh -huh. You don't do it the right way. You just blew your money for no for nothing. Right. So you have to do the research the right way. There's a lot of tools like that to to use, and you can use like you know SEMrush and other SEO tools to actually look at like the links and how much authority those links had over time. So so you got to do it carefully. It's not just like I'm going to buy a domain yeah. that's three years old and let's go. Right. Like you have to actually got to be good, right? Don't Just like it, don't try to do it by yourself. Like go find somebody who understands this stuff. And yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then we got one, one more question I want to get in here too. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to make sure, um, does the 2000 word articles, those pay, they, they have to live on the main page or can it be on a sub page within the site? What do you mean subpage? Like, sub you know, like is, it doesn't have to be on like the homepage or can yeah. it be whatever, whatever.com forward slash article? Yeah, of course. It, it has to be on like forward slash article. Like it's not going to yeah. just be on the homepage. Yeah. You want actually, but, but one thing that I see a lot of people making this mistake is like, they'll do like blog dot whatever dot yeah. website.com, whatever, like blog dot click funnels.com or something mm -hmm. like that. That is a mistake. Don't want to do that. Because then you're starting all over. You're basically the subdomain needs to create its own authority. Because it's a so, new domain. Right. Yeah. So build the blog on like my blog, mywebsite.com slash blog. Don't do blog.mywebsite.com. Yeah. Right. It, it won't work. Like you want to build authority for the domain, not try to create a subdomain. As much as you might be like, oh, the technologies don't work together and stuff like that. Like you have to figure that out. Yeah, and do the content on the actual domain. Don't do a subdomain, but yeah, it can be, you know, forward slash whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. So, um, so we we I mean we do have a few more minutes, but before uh before I you know kind of forget, you know, you've got a book that goes through some of this stuff. Yeah, like where else can people find out this information if they want to dig deeper and you know kind of understand yeah, like, how to play this game. Anybody who wants a copy of the book, uh, I can send them out. I'll send out. Uh, 
50 oh, yeah. copies for free. Just email me at robert at outrankfast.com. So this one book, Ranking Secrets, kind of tells you all of the fundamentals of, of, uh, of how to rank on SEO. So if that matters to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's freaking awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, well, it can't, it can't get any easier than that. Just send, <laughs> send Robert an email. What is it? Robert at outrankfast.com? Robert at outrankfast.com. Yeah, there and, you uh, go. And say, hey, dude, I heard, heard you on Just the Tips and I'd love to uh, accept your generous gift of a free book. Make yeah. sure that you say it's from Just the Tips or you're not you're not getting the book. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right for the two people listening. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. I uh I think there's so many it feels like, you know, in hearing you talk about this, none of this is like complicated or at least maybe just it's just because you've you know it so well it doesn't feel complicated, but there's like all these little things that you still need to remember. Cause I see so many people who are like blog dot whatever, whatever.com yeah. and, and you, you know, you're setting that up or you're, you know, your subcontractor that you hired from Upwork or whatever. And you're like, Hey, get me like my blog up. And he's like, okay, it's ready. And everybody's excited. And they're like, yeah, we got it. It's, you know, blog.deanholland.com. And next thing you know, you're just like, wow, why isn't this working at all? And it is just like that little thing of, it's not yeah. necessarily that much more complicated, but it's something that you might not remember to do. There's so many like nuances with it. And if you don't kind of understand the nuances, you're totally just wasting your time. Same thing with writing copy or using story to sell stuff. There's always nuances, right? You know, kind of breaking and rebuilding somebody's belief about something. Yeah. There's always nuances involved. SEO is the same thing. So if you don't understand the nuances, you're basically like going in really deep and wasting your time. Yeah. So understand the nuances first before you try to do it or else it's time and money. I mean, with paid ads, you're basically just spending money, but with SEO, it's time and time is way more valuable than money. So no doubt. be careful, right? You know, yeah. what you do. No, that's, that's awesome. Dean, uh, what do you, uh, what do you got for parting shots or last thoughts or questions before we wrap this up? I know we don't have much time, but there's just, uh, you know, going through this whole conversation, like one, th one question on my mind and, and maybe, maybe some people listening is like, is there, is it, is it too late to compete? in the world of SEO now? Like say if I'm in a cosmetics business, like cosmetics, huge industry, huge, huge niche, listen to this show, I'm thinking, oh yes, like I've really missed the ball on SEO. Am I too late to compete? Is it possible for little old me to now start playing this game or, or no really, I guess would be the simple question. Yeah, I mean, big time. I mean, if you have a domain that you're, you're married to, which most brands, existing brands already do. And if it's, first of all, if you kind of, past that age threshold of two years, that's one thing. But most people don't because usually when they're, when they're coming in, they're, they don't really have much history. Right. But there are so many ways to kind of accelerate your progress, which you know we don't have time to discuss, but yeah, there's a ton of ways to do it and crush your competition. And so we do this for clients all the time. So there's definitely ways to make it go really, really fast if you know what you're doing right. without going black hat. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. So in addition to the generous offer for the free book, yeah. is this, is this something that you help certain people with? If people are yeah. listening and they're like, Hey, you know what? You know, the free book sounds amazing, but just getting Robert in here to actually help us do it. Like, is that an option for people? Yeah, for sure. Just head to outrankfast.com. And if you need help, uh, we do a free video audit of the website. So basically 
we walk through the actual website and tell you like, hey, like this is what's screwed up and this is how to fix it. And you don't even have to hire us to do it. But, you know, we're at kind of like a really high level. So we take on clients at 15 and 25K a month. And so if you have that money to spend, we're more than happy to help you. If you don't, happy to do a free audit and help you walk through and figure out what's messed up and how to fix it. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. That's uh, I think that's great. Something for everybody right there from the free book to free audit to help if you're you know at a level that you can support that. So um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here, man. Dude, it's so good seeing you. So good to connect. I'm really, awesome really happy you. we're able to uh, make this happen. And I think just, you know, going through your book and your content, like the analogies and the ways that you're looking at this stuff. And I love the thing that you brought up where this is, it's not like, Oh, do SEO or paid traffic. I feel like you've you've got such a balanced approach to well, you can do both and it doesn't have to take forever to do the SEO stuff. So like why not create that stable foundation? Um it's just I it's just such a fresh perspective and I really really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. It just converts it converts really really well on organic. So so I think you're kind of missing the boat if you are running paid ads, like a lot of the people we work with are running paid ads, yeah. to not go into organic because it converts so much higher. I always pass the ads when I look for something and go to the first mm -hmm. organic listing, which a lot of people do. But I do too. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, even if it's the same thing, I, as a marketer, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to click. I'm just going to go to the organic because I don't want to pay for the click. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a polite browser or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird. But uh, yeah, no, if you guys uh, need some help with this, Robert's the man. Uh, make sure to go to outrankfast.com. You want to take advantage of the free book. Just email him, robert at outrankfast.com. Tell him you came from Just the Tips. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Dean, are you going to like, are you going to saddle up and get out of the studio now? Or like, what happens to you now? I've never really asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to, uh, time to uh, jump on the saddle, I think, and get out of here. All right. Awesome. Well, have a great day. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for being here. Um, we, uh, we will be back next week with another amazing show and we will talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, -day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.